You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 108. And today, we're diving into the pelvic floor, kegels for women and men, and how to get rid of that mommy pooch. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. Today, we're talking about a subject that I think every woman needs to hear, and that is healthifying your pelvic floor. What's that, you say? Well, your pelvic floor is what controls your bladder, your bowels, and is even the prime component in your vaginal health. But here's also the deal. Your pelvic floor also controls your posture and pain points and a lot of other things that we're going to talk about on today's podcast. I became familiar with the pelvic floor after I had a C-section baby, and I will just tell you that my pelvic floor crashed. Like, those muscles were gone. I couldn't go to a trampoline park without extra protection and going to the bathroom about every 10 minutes. Like, the reality is, is my pelvic floor went to strong and healthy to nothing in what seemed like no time flat. And I've had the hardest time getting it back. And so I've been really interested in this topic for a long time and think that women just don't get enough postnatal care when it comes to strengthening those muscles again and therefore struggle with things like posture and back pain, hip pain, struggling with incontinence and pain, pain during sex, pain in your vaginal regions, bladder infections, and so much more. I mean, there's really so much that this central core area of our body can do to help us. And that's what we're talking about today. So today on the show, I have Mary Ellen Reeder. And Mary Ellen is the co-founder and executive vice president at Yarlap. Yarlap is a tool that provides women with a gentle and effective Kegel workout, and it's been featured on so many global platforms and corporations, including recently being nominated as one of the top new health devices of 2018. I have to tell you, I'm so excited to have Mary Ellen on the show, and we're going to dive into the subject and uncover the truth. Are you doing Kegels correctly, and do Kegels even work? Yes, today I'll be asking Mary Ellen what the pelvic floor is and why it's important, how we strengthen this, and if kegels are the only answer, the right way to do kegels, if they can actually get rid of that mommy pooch, you know the one I'm talking about, the one that you can work out all the time and it never goes away, and help with posture. Let's be real. Kegels, kegels, I might say it wrong the entire podcast, so just bear with me. You know what I'm talking about. But before we get to the show, I do want you to know that you can head over to the show notes at any point and get all the details from the show Mary Ellen is also so kind to give us a discount at Yarlap so you can get your own device if that's what you desire. I give all the reasons between if you should be doing kegels on your own or getting a device such as the Yarlap in the show notes so it can help you distinguish what's right for you. I personally went the Yarlap route because I just couldn't do this on my own. And like I said, she's kind enough to give you a coupon code if you use my name, Alexa, that's A-L-E-X-A, at checkout, you can get $25 off your own Yarlap machine. So to get that, you can go to yarlap.com or head on over to my show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 108 to get all the information. 
Also, I'm going to be sharing more information on additional ways to strengthen the pelvic floor over on IGTV, which you can find me at Alexa Sherm and on Facebook at Simple Roots Wellness. So make sure you follow along. There's lots of ways. And again, this topic that seems to kind of get shoved under the rug and we don't really do that much about will become more well-known. That's my hope. And that you can strengthen your pelvic floor, have better posture, and just feel better overall. So enough of me talking. Let's get right to the show. Welcome to the show, Mary Ellen. I'm excited to have you on and talk about a subject that I think a lot of women want to know more about, but maybe don't want to ask. So thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get into this. Yeah. Well, today we're diving into the pelvic floor, and I'm going to call you my pelvic floor expert um, because I think you know a lot about this and you've created products to help women with their pelvic floor. But before we get into that, I want you to explain what is the pelvic floor and why is it important that we know about it? Well, thank you. Yeah, actually, that's like the sweetest um, thing anybody has ever said. It's a pelvic floor expert. Um, It's making me blush. Uh, So the pelvic floor is really, really important for women's um, overall health. I think a lot of people just think about it and they're like, okay, um, they think about it in like a bladder control kind of Mm -hmm. aspect, but it's really important for basically all aspects, whether it's like health or sexual or whatever. Um, And your pelvic floor is a bunch of muscles that run kind of like a hammock on your um, pubic bone. They run back and forth. And, um, what it does is it keeps in place your bladder, your uterus and your visceral organs. And so when that pelvic floor muscle gets weakened, whether it's through, I don't know, childbirth or running mm-hmm. or what have you, um, whether it's weakened, strained or like through atrophy, what happens is it starts to like sag. So if you imagine like your hammock and it starts to sag, it really, um, kind of loses a lot of the control. So your bladder is at the bottom of that. I don't know. Like it's, it's kind of, if you think about it, it's your bladder, then your uterus and then your visceral organs. Mm. So when that starts to sag, a bunch of pressure gets put onto your bladder. And so when you like run or jump, sneeze or cough and you pee a little bit, it's because like that, that muscle is really, really weak and you're applying a ton of pressure onto it. So you pee a little bit and, um, the lovely experience (laughs) every, you know, every girl's dream, right? Um, so that's what that's what the pelvic floor is. It's it's, it's really important on keeping um, a lot of your um, important organs in position. Yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, this is a really random question and one that I hope I'm not the only one to ask. But is the mom quote unquote mom gut? You know where it's like saggier on your lower abdomen. Is that due to those muscles too, or? Can we not blame that on those muscles? Like, can <laughs> no, you, actually, if you strengthen the pelvic floor, can you actually see that pouch kind of on that lower abdomen go away? Um. So I okay. So first of all, I'm not like a I'm not a doctor. I'm not mm-hmm. a medical um like a medical professional. But we have had a lot of um, women who, when they have used stuff like um, the Yarlap, they notice that when they're strengthening those muscles and it's kind of being um toned and straight strong again Mm -hmm. and everything's put back into position all of a sudden that gut is actually like slowly disappearing because those organs are what's descending oh right putting it back together you're putting it back Mm -hmm. in place Mm -hmm. Uh, that's not you know saying that (laughs) it'll you know it's going to go away it'll magically disappear but you're going to be toning your body back up so um that pooch sometimes can be associated with that. Yeah. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because not that everyone wants to know my stomach structure, but after having three kids, you do get that mom 
pouch. And it really, like, when you go back to working out, I find that it's really difficult to find ways to strengthen your lower abdomen. Like, there's just not a ton of exercises. But I have heard that strengthening your pelvic floor is, like, one of the best ways to do that. Um, And it makes sense by lifting up the organs and kind of putting them back to, quote, unquote, where they go. Yeah. Um, So it's a a lot about the core. Mm -hmm. um, And that's it's incredibly important to keep that strong and and healthy. And yeah, you're just basically putting um, everything back to where it should be. Right. And that's incredibly important for your, you know, your health. Right, right. Yeah. So we have the pelvic floor muscles and I love the analogy of the hammock. So when we talk about them, I feel like, of course, we know that they can kind of, you know, like childbirth obviously damages them, probably age weakens them as well. Are they ever really strong or are we just like kind of working against something? Like do we have is this a muscle that we have to consciously strengthen even when we're younger or is it just something that we have to worry about kind of when we're older and when they've been damaged? <laughs> That's a brilliant question. So, um it's basically like any muscle that you have. So when you're younger, you feel like you can, you know, take on the world because everything mm-hmm. works how it's supposed to theoretically. And so you're not thinking about your pelvic floor. But um, a lot of the times, the weakening of the pelvic floor actually starts in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And sometimes depending on the strength of your muscle, which it's dependent on, on you know, the woman, um, sometimes by the time like you're in your 30s, the self-taught kegels are um, mm. are basically useless because you can't, because a signal that you are sending to your muscle gets lost, it gets jumbled. And because your muscle like no longer is able to um, receive it because it's so weak. Mm. And so it's something that when you're younger as a preventative measure, you want to strengthen and tone that pelvic floor. You want to do those exercises because your muscle is able to do it. It's strong and it's healthy and you want to keep it that way. Um, but, uh, but you know, nobody talks about this muscle. Right. And so most of the time people don't even realize it until they start having, um, kids or they start having these leaks and somebody says, Hey, do pelvic floor exercises. And then you s- sprint to Google, like I did whip mm-hmm. out your phone and start going, wait, what is your pelvic floor? Mm-hmm. And how am I supposed to, you know, strengthen and keep these healthy and PS, where are they? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, Totally makes sense. So then when we talk about the pelvic floor, so you mentioned a few things on why they're critical. But I again, it's like a muscle group that do we really ever consciously strengthen it without like, quote unquote, certain exercises like Kegels? Like, do you have to do Kegels for that to be strengthened? Or is there other things that we just do normally in daily life that we could be doing more of that help? Most of the time you have to do it to do the exercise. Yeah, to like really um, strengthen I, the pelvic floor. Yeah, to really kind of do it. And it's really hard to isolate those muscles. Um, right. And the best way to kind of, and this is terrible, but um, a key way to ha- to know if you're doing them correctly is to do the Oxford test. And that is um, to stick a finger into your vagina and see if you can, can squeeze it. Mm-hmm. Um, And so when you're at the gynecologist, sometimes they'll do that to see if you have that tone and you have that strength to contract um, onto their finger. And I mean, I don't recommend doing that, you know, in a restaurant. That's really, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) let me see if I'm doing my kegels correctly in the middle of the the restaurant. um, But it's it's a conscious effort to really um, 
keep those muscles toned and strong. It's kind of like your abs or, you know, when you want your body to look toned and fit, you go to the gym and you, and you really work on those or you focus on those muscles. Right. It's the same idea. Uh-huh. Okay. So when we talk about strengthening them, is it really like, okay, so Kegels, you hear about, how, you're saying it Kegels. How do you say it? I'm saying it wrong. Kegels. 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 Yeah, okay. it, it reads like Kegels, and I used to say that all the time. And then the uh, Dr. Whipple, who um, founded the G-Spot, she looked at me at dinner one time, and she goes, it's Kegels. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay, Got it. understood. <laughs> okay, Kegels, is that, the on- is, is that the only way to strengthen your pelvic floor? No, but it's the most common way because you're contracting those muscles. Mm-hmm. And so they're basically kind of um, become synonymous with pelvic floor workouts because they're the easiest you can do. Um, You can do them at like a stoplight or um, while you're sitting down or what have you. Right. Um, But I think that that's – we always say kegels because everybody knows what those are. Right. We've all heard about them, but how do you really do it? We were talking before the show of like, you know, like randomly Google searching, like how do you actually strength – like how do you – flex that muscle. <laughs> oh, I spent, I, I have spent like hours on Google trying to figure out how to do it. And I've like looked at YouTube videos <laughs> trying to figure out how to do it. And, and it's so hard. Um, but what you're doing is you are, um, oh, it's so hard to explain, isn't it? Right. So you basically are sitting or this is how I do it. It doesn't mean that everybody has to do it this way, but this is how I do it. I sit down and everybody tells you kind of like feel like you're peeing and then clench. Well, an issue with that is that sometimes people will clench their rear ends. And if you're using your rear end, you're not doing a Kegel correctly mm. um, because those are separate muscles. Yeah. Uh, okay. So wanna, That's so really difficult. Is, I know. So what you want to do is kind of um, another trick that I read that kind of helps is that you like clench everything and then you slowly release your rear end. Um, but what I do is you kind of just kind of feel like a string is going down your body from your head and you want to pull on that string and, Mm. and, and clench your lady bits as -hmm. as the one PT told me. But, um, that's kind of like what you want to do. And it's incredibly hard to do them on your own. Um, I mean, if people are like listening to this and they're like, how do I, how am I supposed to know if I'm doing them correctly? It's incredibly hard because guys are able to like, Am I allowed to say the word penis? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so guys are able to like look at their penis going up and down. Uh-huh. Well, we don't have that luxury. Uh-huh. Um, so it's really hard to tell if you're isolating those muscles, which is why there's so many different like Kegel trainers, Kegel um, exercisers out there is because it's so hard for us as women to isolate those muscles and make sure that we're using the correct ones for the correct amount of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about going to the gym, right? Like there are a hundred different ways that you could use squats, but there's only certain ways that actually use and fire the right muscles without getting injury. I'm not saying that anyone's ever gotten injured using their Kegels, but it is Kegels. Am I saying it wrong again? <laughs> yeah, you're saying it right. You're okay, good. Kegels. It does get frustrating, and I feel like people probably don't do it like they should be doing it, just simply because it's like, well, I don't even know if I'm doing it right. So, <laughs> and this is frustrating. Um. And you can't see that motion or you can't necessarily feel that strengthening like you can in other places. Exactly. Well, you you can kind of feel um, – a lot of people do 
yoga and Pilates because that really, those um, workouts really focus on the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that that's really great. I actually picked up yoga because I was told that it was going to help me relax my pelvic floor muscles. Yeah. And it's because they really do focus on that because it's um, part of the whole 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 well-being thing. Um, and so you really want to learn how to not only exercise those and learn how to clench them and contract them, but you also want to learn how to relax them as well. Mm-hmm. So if you can't relax them, what is that like? So that's um, – sometimes that can be called hypertonus. And I – had that and actually a few of my friends have it um and it makes a lot of things really including sex really painful because you're unable to like unclench those muscles so whereas some women can't even clench them Uh correctly we can't unclench them it's like constantly you know clenching your fists Mm -hmm. and that actually also weakens your pelvic floor muscles because if you're constantly using them without any rest it can harm your muscles kind of like when you work out seven days a week for you know two hours a day it can actually be bad for your health. Right, right. Because you're not giving your muscles time to recuperate and rest and relax. Uh-huh. So it's kind of the same idea is that you're constantly engaging those muscles and you're not allowing them to relax, so you're weakening them. So some signs of that would be like painful sex. Is there anything else that women can notice? Mine was that I genuinely had no idea what was going on with my body below mm-hmm. the belt. So if you do think that you have that, definitely go and see your healthcare professional. I know how terrible and terrifying and embarrassing it can be. But they can like, actually diagnose that. Yeah, you can diagnose all of this. Like mm-hmm. all of this, you can go to your doctor and say, hey, why am I leaking? Or hey, mm-hmm. why is like sex painful? Like let's talk about it because that could be a lot of other a lot of other issues, mm-hmm. you know, going on. And um what happens below the belt is incredibly important, um, especially for women. And we never talk about it. And right. so if you do think that something's going on, for sure, go and talk to like, you know, your general practitioner or your physician or what have you, like a healthcare professional. Uh-huh. Right. Open that conversation. And start it. What are they going to recommend? Um, Maybe for, that's a loaded question. But like if you go in and, and you do, are they just going to tell you to do Kegels and kind of send you on your way? A lot of times they will tell you to do kegels. Um, that's usually the first because it's a front line of defense. Um, a lot of times when you do those, you know, exercises correctly, mm-hmm. it remedies the situation. But the issue is, again, am I doing it correctly? Am I doing it for long enough? Am, mm-hmm. um, am I engaging the correct muscles even? And that's really, really hard. And that's where you run into like a lot of these issues. Uh-huh. That makes more sense. Okay. So let's talk about the pelvic floor a little bit more because I was talking to a physical therapist and he wanted to get a machine that measured this. Um, Obviously there are machines that can measure how much tension you can put on, like how much pressure, just like any machine, like how strong that muscle is. And Mm -hmm. he was going to use it for things like posture. Um, So do you have any information on like how the pelvic floor relates to your posture and therefore kind of just spreads throughout your body? Yeah. So actually my dad um, wrote, wrote an article in a, a recent peer review medical journal about the pelvic floor, the female orgasm and structural load. So, um, your pelvic floor, you know, like I said, holds up a lot of these organs and a lot of these, um, these things that you need to kind of, um, keep your body in balance, mm-hmm. to keep away pain. 
And when your pelvic floor weakens, what happens is that your back, your lower back, all of a sudden has to take on all that extra load. It's not used to it. It's not supposed to have that extra load. So um, sometimes you'll have back pain that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. And then, well, your back is not supposed to have it. So then it gives out sometimes. And then that will go down to your knees or your ankles. And it kind of slowly becomes more painful. So a lot of the times you want to make sure that that pelvic floor is strong so that you don't run into like these back issues or these, um, these knee issues and that structural load is all Mm. how it is supposed to be. And, um, and I think that's incredibly important because I had no idea any of this was related to anything, um, until, (laughs) until I went to my doctor and I was like, okay, real talk. I think something's going on and it's, I don't really know what's happening, but I need you to help fix me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so I think that that's incredibly, incredibly Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about the structural load on the body. Uh, Because I think like if we open this up a little bit more, like I think Kegels is something that we all know we should be doing, but like really getting that desire inside of us to see like this isn't just strengthening your muscle, but it like pulls in so many other aspects that maybe women are suffering with. Um, like lower abdomen fatigue and weakness or posture issues. or I, I mean, I'm speaking to the choir as I'm like hunched over. I'm like, girl needs this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so, I think that that's it's so important because I think that when, um, for me at least, my experience is that when I was reading about kegels, it was all in like um, women's magazine talking about how to have better sex. And mm-hmm. so I always assumed that kegels were just something right. that you do if you want to improve your sex life. Well, it turns out that that's actually – it's true. You do because your um, your clitoris actually runs along your pelvic floor muscles. It runs below. Mm-hmm. So the same muscles that you are contracting during pelvic floor exercises pe- through kegels um, is actually the same muscle that is contracting during orgasm. Okay. So the stronger your um, response to this exercise is mm-hmm. and how well you do it can actually also affect how um, strong your, respo- your response to an orgasm is. So there's a bunch of like in-bed benefits, right. you know? Right. And I think but- a lot of people do do Kegels to enhance that. I mean, I think that's that's a common thought I feel like maybe is – just like if we strengthen, maybe not the pelvic floor, because I don't think we're putting all of this together, but Kegels can help you have a better orgasm or orgasm in general if women aren't having that or experiencing that. Right. It can it can help make your orgasm better. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have had a lot of people who have come in and been like, so listen. Um, and it's always great because they always, they always start out with like the conversation. This might be too much information, but, <laughs> and I'm like, lay it on me. Yeah. Like, let's talk about this. And they're like, okay, so I got it for bladder issues, but then all of a sudden I'm having better sex. Is this mm-hmm. normal? And it's like, yes, this is like the holistic approach. Like everything is intertwined. Everything works together in your body. And this is how it is supposed to be. Right. And you know, like women's bodies, nobody talks about how amazing they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's, we adapt so well, we're so resilient and we just need some help toning ourselves up and keeping that maintenance together. And you know, like we're, we're freaking fantastic. Right. But we just need a little help on the way. Mm-hmm. Like who doesn't need some help? Right. 
Right. Um, and so it, it really works on all this stuff of like making sure that you are, you know, strong um, and healthy, all your, all your, you know, your bladder, your uterus mm-hmm. and all that stuff is where it's supposed to be, but that you're also having better sex and that, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, we've had some people who have said, you know, the, my back pain has actually left and I had this weird back pain that I've had and I can't explain it. Uh, but I do leak. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have these great benefits and the things that we hear from our patients have been just, um, from, you know, the people who have gotten us have just been so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just floored by how great, like the female body is if we just have the right tools available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And I love that because I love to like zoom out on the body. And I think I said this on one of my other podcasts, but I feel like we're just like so close to the human body that we try to segment everything off into these different things. Like our pelvic floor is only related to like, or orgasm or, you know, like uh, not peeing when you're jumping or all these things, but we don't see how like the impact that, oh, maybe having a better orgasm has on my mental capacity and the different release of neurotransmitters like oxytocin and things like that, that make a huge difference on the overall health of our body. But same thing goes, like if you can lessen your back pain, like it's just taking the stress load off of it. Like every little thing that we can do to strengthen our body is having a huge impact somewhere. And over time, you can see really beneficial things from this. So it's not just about like, oh, I just, you know, like I was laughing at the trampoline park the other day with some of my friends, like, uh, like we're, we're all kind of peeing. Like this is a dangerous place for moms, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, like we giggle about it, but it's also really annoying. And it it is a biofeedback signal of like, this shouldn't be happening. Like our body should be able to control these functions. And if we're not, then we can look deeper into that. Um, but there's just like all intertwined. And I think that's so cool about this. So like if we, if we even talk about the bladder, because we haven't so much other than the fact that, yes, if your pelvic floor muscles are weak, you probably shouldn't go to their trampoline park, unprotected at least. And... <laughs> What what about bladder issues? You know, like, is it just incontinence or is it like people who have a, uh, bladder infections or, you know, urinary tract infections or whatever that is? So we have a lot of people who um, have that same question. And again, I'm not I am not a, a healthcare professional. So, mm-hmm. you know, take it with a grain of salt. And but what we do with um in my work is we really focus on incontinence mm-hmm. because a lot of the times you, we have women who are like you who are like, I will never go to a trampoline ever. You could not pay me to get on one. <laughs> um, and that to me is heartbreaking because all of a sudden you have these bladder leaks and mm-hmm. you are slowly, um, changing your lifestyle to accommodate something that could be fixed Mm -hmm. and you're slowly giving up things that like really make you happy. Um, like I have been told that, you know, one person that sticks out in my mind is one girl and she had to give up exercise class in a group, which she loved, but she couldn't do it because she was constantly peeing herself whenever they Mm -hmm. were doing, um, strenuous activity. And, um, and that really broke my heart because it's like, she was all of a sudden, modifying the way that she was living because she was having these leaks and you just need to have like, again, you just need to have the right tools. Right. And then, you know, you have this, everybody compartmentalizes everything. Like you just said, everything is either like sex or it's health or Mm -hmm. it's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the way your body is structured. No, like it's all, it all works together. And that's the beauty of everything is that everything works together. You know, it's, um, your body is like a well-oiled machine. Um, and you just got to make sure, <laughs> make sure that 
you got the right tools to fix it if something goes wrong. Right. Um, and I think that that's really important. But uh, a lot of people, um, I can't really speak on UTIs mm-hmm. just because I don't really have that experience in that realm. I'm more focused on bladder leaks mm-hmm. and how all of this ties together. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if we go back to the function of the body, I mean, it's all interrelated. So oh, yeah. of course, like strengthening everything is like you said, it's even going to kind of put the bladder back where it goes. Um, and I say always unkink your tubes <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> might be, you know, like if they're out of place or like, there's real things. Like I suffered from bladder drop after my third child was born and, um, and kidney drop and like where they just kind of fall a little bit and it really does mess with the flow of things drastically. Just little changes, millimeters of, of difference and in, in placement can really change how things flow through your body. So I think it all, all is related in some way. And if nothing else, the pelvic floor, I think is a really under talked about subject, especially when we look at people who are postpartum. Uh, I just think postpartum health needs to be better in general. It's like, oh, by the way, you just had birth the baby. Um, it took you 10 months to get here. And at your six week, six week check, it's like, good luck. Like, see you later. <laughs> or like, can I had a, have, yeah, I had a C-section. Can we like have this whole, like, we, <laughs> I am, I am like, yes, you're preaching the choir. Yeah. I'm so into this right now because I think that we don't talk about our pelvic floor enough because every single person that I talk to, um, they're like, oh, that's a really cool idea. I never even thought of that. It's like, you should be thinking about this because eventually everybody is going to come to a point. I mean, like the the statistics for incontinence for bladder leaks is amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, one in three women in their, in their lifetime at some point in the United States are going to have a bladder leak. And yet we don't talk about this. Right. No, it's, it's not, I mean, it's just not, it's like something, like I said, that women giggle about at the trampoline park or with their friends, but no one really knows how to fix it. And we hear about doing Kegels, but like you said, it's really, really difficult to do it right. And it almost takes some coaching from someone else to do it. And who wants to do that? You know, like, <laughs> no yes. one. Yes, uh, you're like speaking, you're yeah. speaking to like. So there are alternative methods to doing Kegels. And that's something that you're passionate about. I mean, you're a creator. And that's not why I had you on was because you're sponsoring this in any way. But it's just, I'm <laughs> super fascinated by this because no one's doing Kegels right. Like very few people are actually doing it well. And so you created something and there are other mechanisms of strengthening your pelvic floor without actually having to go in and get coached on how to do Kegels and do them. Because before we go there, how many Kegels would you have to do in a week to actually strengthen that muscle? Do you know? Oh like, my gosh, in like, a week. I mean, like how like how often do should you be doing Kegels to see a difference, like a noticeable difference? I was told we have to do about 100 correctly. Um, and a that day? Like the, that, yeah, and that was like on the low end. And my like my mouth dropped. I was like, who has time for that? My, like I think that was my actual like response was yeah. who like who has time to do that? I don't even have time to do like 10 crunches. You know, like because they say like, oh, just do them in the car or do them. But you have to think about it. Like it's not an action that's unconscious. Like it's a conscious yeah. action that you have to take to do a giggle. Exactly. I mean, and if you think about it and you're like, oh, my gosh, 100 is so often and like so many. But if you do a kegel, um, if you do the kegels while you're at a stoplight or at a stop sign, every single time you're at a stop sign or stoplight, you know, you've, you basically done it. It's just mm-hmm. the idea of like, did you do them correctly? Mm-hmm. Did you initiate the right place? Like the right, um, 
muscles? Mm -hmm. And did you do them for the right amount of time? Were you holding them correctly? Were you relaxing your body? I mean, there's so many follow-up questions that you're just like, shut up and just, you know, give me an easier alternative. (laughs) Yeah. So tell, tell like what you've done research on as easier alternatives. So my dad is actually, um, the, he's a medical device engineer. And what he did is he is part of a team in Europe that helped create a postpartum device for the national healthcare systems of France, Germany, Great Britain, and Scandinavia, because they really, what they do, um, for France, for instance, is they actually have, um, once the woman is able to start exercising again, she's been cleared is they give her a device, um, that's covered and Mm. they, you know, it's like covered by insurance. Yeah. Like you would get a breast pump or something. Yeah. Well, that's a genius idea. (laughs) Right. And they're like, okay, here you go. Because the, the idea is like, okay, if we can treat you and tone those muscles that were weakened during childbirth back to their strength, we can actually theoretically, save ourselves the cost of like diapers, for instance, mm-hmm. or other, um, you know, urinary incontinence products because they're not going to have it because they're already strengthened. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that that's brilliant. And over here, I ran into the issue of having hypertonus and I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody about my vagina. Right. I don't want to talk to, um, like this is embarrassing and this isn't normal. And I'm quite aware that it's not normal. Mm-hmm. And I ended up talking to my dad because my dad is like my best friend. I like, he's the guy who I ended up talking to when I had my period. I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And why am I feeling all these emotions? And he's like, well, it's quite normal. And so I went to my dad and he was like, oh, well, they have like this device. And I slowly learned that there's nothing really on the market at that time um, that was able to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is like my journey and I, um, my dad, you know, spent two and a half years, um, for, you know, him, uh, with the FDA to get, um, our product cleared, um, for over the counter so that, you know, we can just go to Amazon and buy it and mm-hmm. be done with it. And because for me, and I'm very outspoken, I mean, like, especially now that I'm with Yarlap, it's basically like if anybody asks me what I do or what I do for fun or um, what I'm passionate about, like it's just for me, that's like a gate opening. And let me tell you everything about mm-hmm. my pelvic floor and about my vagina. But I am like, <laughs> I, that took a lot for me to get to that point. And I know that a lot of women aren't there and that's totally okay. Um, but for me, that's like what I'm really passionate about is to give a voice to the people who were like me. Right. Um, who were like my friends and who were like um, our family friends because I slowly realized I wasn't the only one. Right. And um, actually I was, you know, it was a very common issue. I um, I just had to, you know, open up a conversation where nobody was going to get made fun of. Mm-hmm. And for me that was like this whole thing, this whole idea was to really help women, um, especially a family friend, um, kind of get that confidence, get that control back and get it as like, you know, um, as easily as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what exactly is the Yarlap? So the Yarlap is like a super duper Kegel machine. Mm-hmm. What it does is it sends a signal to your muscles to do the pelvic floor exercise mm-hmm. for you. 
So it's like it's that quick me. fix pill that everyone's looking for. <laughs> exactly. Except there's no pill and no surgery right. involved. Um, and so what it is, is it's basically like there's a control unit and then there's a PC stimulator. So your pelvic floor stimulator. And it's about the size of your thumb and it's about two of your thumbs stuck together. Mm-hmm. And you insert it like a tampon. And for 20 minutes a day, you pick a program, pick the comfortable contraction level, and it does the exercise for you. So you know that you are getting the work rest ratio that's appropriate. You know that you're getting the correct muscles isolated and working and that you're doing it for um, the correct amount of time that you're not overworking those muscles. Mm. Um, And that's basically um, my dad's, you know, decades of research and um, feedback of what's been going on in the national healthcare system in Europe and basically bringing that here so that we know how to do it safely and correctly. And, um, everything has been, you know, clinically proven and it's, it's been a journey. It's been amazing. But, uh, the RLEP is basically like a, is like the coach that you really, really want. And it does everything for you so that right. you can passive learn to do it on your own. Or if you're like me and you're like, no, I'd rather just right. <laughs> rather just do it for 20 minutes and then just be done with it. Um, that's also available too. <laughs> Okay, so when you do the RLAP, you say 20 minutes a day. Like, do you have to be seated to do this? Like, can you do oh. other things while you're doing it? Or like – Yeah, so we have – like, for me, I I watch New Girl mm-hmm. while I do it. Oh, yeah. So I'm like I'm – like, <laughs> each of those are like 21 minutes long, so I'll just like pop it in. Pop it in. And, and watch it. And um, by the end of the episode, I'm done for the day. But a lot of people, they either do it before bed or they'll um, – we have quite a few people who say that they actually do it while they're cooking or doing laundry or walking around. And, um, we had a few people who called us and were like, my friends didn't even know that I was doing oh. it. And it was like the, 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 the guts that that took. Yeah. No <laughs> to kidding. See your friends were going to see if you were doing it. I mean, kudos to you. That's amazing. But they were like, they didn't even know. I just put it in and clipped it to my belt and like clipped the control unit to my belt. And then I was done. And I was like, that's amazing that's right. fantastic <laughs> right so that's literally all you do and and what have you personally experienced from this I have personally experienced um a lot of the issues that I had um have been relieved I used to um I found out actually one night when I was coughing so hard that I peed myself that mm-hmm. was really fun mm-hmm. um I was like a 26 so year old I was good. like why is this happening to me yeah um, and so, uh, that's actually completely gone. And the, like the sexual part of it, I have also, um, experienced mm-hmm. that as well. And that's been, um, incredibly empowering and confident where I'm like, let me tell you all about my pelvic floor because mm-hmm. it's basically made of steel at right. this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me tell you all about it. And so that's been my, um, my benefit, my journey from it. And it's, um, I'm very, very passionate about this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love it. And I think, like I said, I think this is a subject that a lot of women think about, but we don't really do anything about. And I think our lives could be so much better in so many different areas 
if we would just focus more on it. And that's especially why I was excited to have you on because I like to bring light, simple things that maybe are long-term frustrations. Like I know for me, my posture ever since I had kids, is just not the same. And I had a C-section in my middle child and they quote unquote numbed my bladder, which I didn't even know was a thing, um, which I feel like in the end of the day, just kind of mess up my pelvic floor. And anytime you do a C-section, in my understanding, you're cutting right through the pelvic floor. Is that correct? Are they doing that? In a C-section? I, so the C-section is, um, I don't believe so, but I've never. They're getting close to it. I mean, it's it's definitely. Because there are some issues when it comes to that because it does still put a strain on your pelvic floor when they're mm-hmm. taking everything out. Right. So either way, like I, I just had like a ton of issues and I feel like there's not been any help postpartum. And Granted, I'm a self-seeker and this is what I do for my job. And of course, I seek this stuff out and learn about it. But I feel like there's got to be the majority of women who have no idea that there is even hope for a pelvic floor or to help your um, abdomen get back in shape. And even, you know, atrophy, like you've talked about, just aging, even women who haven't had babies or women in their younger years can strengthen this and just see so much benefit later on. Um, yeah. So I think it's super fantastic. But I know we're running out of time, but before we go, what's the deal with men and their pelvic floor? Is this as big of an issue? Obviously, they don't probably have as much trauma naturally for this, but I know that there's talk about men doing Kegels, and and, and what's the value for them? Yeah, so men, uh, men and women actually suffer from incontinence, and mm-hmm. it's still the same thing because your pelvic floor muscles are weak, and it's not as big. Um, it's not as prevalent as it is um, with women, but like you said, it's there's not as much um, strain and weakening going on from other things like pregnancy and childbirth right. going on in, in men in in men. But it's still like they can still benefit from it. Um, we always tell everybody, you know, like if you can do a kegel, like mm-hmm. it, it's super important. So please don't neglect it. Right. So they'll notice the same things essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. keep that, keep it all, keep it all toned and strengthened. Like we all need, we all need to be doing them. Yeah. Oh, this has been so good. I'm so excited <laughs> to help people put this into practice. And even if you can't get a machine like the Yarlap, I mean, like you can still learn more about and go back and listen to how to do Kegels the right way and just start it. And I guarantee everyone's going to see some kind of results from it um, because it is a muscle that needs to be strengthened. And like you said, it just kind of puts everything back in its place and um, something that really does have a purpose in the body, like everything. So thank you so much for filling us in on that. Before we go, I have a few quick fire questions for you. And then I want you to tell us where they can learn more about you and the Yarlup, because I think it's a really cool tool that can help people in so many ways. So quick fire questions and your own life. What's the most important thing you do every day for your health? Every morning I drink a glass of water um, as soon as I wake up because (laughs) my mom read it um, in a blog that it helps with everything. It helps, you know, um, keep you hydrated and it also helps your skin glow. And at first I thought she was kidding and then I started doing it and I realized it's true. So now I religiously have a glass of water every morning when I wake up. (laughs) That is awesome because that is the answer that almost everyone who comes on my podcast says. Yes. I'm not even kidding you. Like almost every health expert says, drink a glass of water or warm lemon water in the morning or whatever it is. But water, hydration, first thing in the morning, everyone has to do it. I don't know how many experts have been on that have said that exact same thing. So that's so awesome. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite health tip of the moment? My favorite health tip at the moment, mm-hmm. again, pelvic floor. 
Like, Mm -hmm. do those kegels. Work those muscles. Let's do it. See if you can do it every day. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Just, like, do it every day. I mean, if you don't have a machine, like you said, just 100. And when you break it down, when I'm, like, panicking, that 100 seems like so many. But like you said, if you break down every stoplight is 10 or whatever, like, it does add up quickly throughout the day. Yeah. Um, So, perfect. What is your favorite health gadget you're loving? I mean, the Yarl app, of course, (laughs) but outside of that. Okay, so I was going to be like, oh, well, biased um, (laughs) Yarl app. Um, The favorite health gadget that I'm loving is, okay, so there's, is it, is it allowed to be an app? Am I allowed to say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There is an app called Clue that I really like. Um, it is a period tracker. Oh, And yeah. for me, I'm very, like, irregular until I started um, until I started marking it all down in this app. And it has, like, it asks so many questions. And then it basically, like, personalized itself to me. And now I'm almost able to track when I'm about to have my period or all these other things. And it's really cool. And I'm really, I'm very into that right now. Yeah, that's so cool. I think that's also an important thing for women to know is just when their period is and because you can use that for your health too. So, so cool. So I'll make sure and add that up in the show notes as well. So if someone wants to download that, they can grab that. And it's free. And (laughs) it's free. That's even better. Okay, last question. What's the best piece of advice you can leave us with? The best piece of advice that I can leave you with Mm -hmm. is, it might seem like you are the only person that has some kind of um, issue going on with the pelvic floor or like if you have bladder leaks or whatever, mm-hmm. but please don't think that you are the only one and please don't isolate yourself or let it go to your head that, you know, it's an end all be all like talk to somebody, go to your doctor and talk to them about it uh, because you are not the mm-hmm. only one. Mm-hmm. Like you are not by yourself by any means in mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So good. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all of your wisdom about this. I know this is going to be a podcast that helps so many people, including myself, because we are determined to get ourselves in shape and healthy. So before we go, tell us where they can learn more about you and more about the Yarlap. Um, you can find more about the Yarlap and myself at yarlap.com, Y-A-R-L-A-P.com. And we're also available on Amazon. So both Perfect. of those. Yeah. I will make sure and link that all up in the show notes. Do you have social media by any chance? Or We do. So it is um, at Yarlap OTC and it's on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So come and join us. We're super fun and bubbly. Perfect. Okay. Mind I ask you one more question. What is, why did you call it the Yarlap? So, <laughs> so we actually called it the Yarlap because um, one, we couldn't think of a better name mm-hmm. and two, because it's, um, it's, if you take yar, it's a sailing term for trim, in shape, um, strong, and then lap is an old English word for your lady parts. Oh. So it literally means like strong, in shaped tone lady parts. Cool. Okay. Makes yeah. sense now. Perfect. Now no one will forget yar lap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All of that can be found in the show notes. You definitely want to check this out. Um, and make sure you follow them on Instagram because I'm sure you give a lot more advice and information over there as well. So thank you so much, Mary Ellen, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. That is it for the topic of pelvic floor, at least for today. I would love to dive more into the subject because I think it is so fascinating. I hope you found out so much good information on the show and it encourages you to work on your pelvic floor. Like Mary Ellen said, the Yarlap is a great tool to do that. And honestly, this is not sponsored in any way by Yarlap. This is just my personal opinion, is that we can have and know all the knowledge on how to do kegels the right way 
But do you do them? That's the question. And while I believe that the pelvic floor and then the health of that is so important, I think it's important to take note if you aren't doing kegels regularly and you don't plan to, then maybe this tool and this device could be really, really beneficial. It seems silly and insignificant, but I can assure you sometimes it's these little things that just radiate out throughout the body, and I really think that you'll find value in it. So if you want to grab your own Yarlap, go to yarlap.com, use the code Alexa, A-L-E-X-A, at checkout to get $25 off your own Yarlap machine. If you want more information on other exercises to do to strengthen your pelvic floor, head on over to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 108 to get those. Make sure while you're there, you sign up for my email list because I'm giving away all the details. And this is Cleanse Month. Yes, we're working ourselves up to the Simple Cleanse. And I hope you want to join in because more than just deep cleaning your body and cleaning out your colon, this cleanse is really to help jumpstart your body, your hormones, your neuropeptides, and really decrease inflammation and everything in between helping you to feel better, get results, and really have more energy going into the holidays. It's going to be a great time. So we're kicking that off in a few weeks. Make sure you sign up for my email list. I have a few classes coming out on metabolism and other things. So you're just going to want to get all that information. Again, that's by signing up for my email list at simperotswellness.com. Okay, that's enough for today. Don't forget, if you like the show, make sure you go over to iTunes, find Simperots Radio, and leave a rating and a review. Or you can do that at simperancewellness.com backslash review. I talk about it all the time, but it really is the lifeblood of the show. And the one thing that makes the most difference here on the podcast, of course, besides you just listening, because you really are the most important thing. But next to that, the one thing that helps me and helps the life of the show and to really form it and to create it into what you want it to be are those ratings and reviews. Of course, if you don't have anything good to say, you can keep that to yourself or email me personally. However, <laughs> if you have positive things, I would love to leave. I would love to see a rating and a review. They're coming in all the time. And I am so thrilled and honored to be here and to be your host of this show and helping to provide realistic, practical, and less chaotic health information right into your own life. So thanks so much for tuning in. I will be back next week with another episode all on hormones, specifically men's first women's hormones and how we can regulate those. It's a great show. So stay tuned. I'll see you then.